Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam and I want to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. I'm really excited to be here today and I want to thank you for joining me. Uh, We've been getting some really great questions. Before I get to that, I just want to make a brief announcement. Uh, I'm going to be doing an online class next Saturday. That's September 12th. 10 a.m. Mountain Time will go for about an hour and 15 minutes. And this is a class uh, for anyone who wants to learn more about how to improve your eyes, your vision, your brain health, your neurological health. And uh, we're also going to be talking about aromatherapy. And uh, I'm going to be giving you a protocol for that. We're going to be doing eye exercises. Uh, I kind of call them eye, mind, body practices. So it's more than just, um, you know, mechanical exercises. And uh, I hope you can join me. So if you want to register, uh, you can do so through my website, drsamburn.com. And there is a tab at the top online classes just click on that and that will take you to the registration we're registering people through eventbrite so you can do that through the portals on facebook instagram and um, send us an email if you're having difficulty appointments at drsamburn.com so i look forward to seeing you there oh the cost is 33 dollars And you will be able to access the video audio recordings for 30 days. And you also, by registering, you will receive a 20% discount on any of my wonderful products that are on my web store. So, uh, yeah, we're going to have some fun. Thanks uh, Thanks for joining. All right, let's go into our questions today, and uh, we've got three questions. The first is uh, from a a lady who is very concerned. She's just had a stroke in her optic nerve, and she wants to know what I can offer. Well, the good news about, uh, you know, this kind of a problem is, is that the, uh, the eye does have a plasticity to it, inherently built in, you know, I call it biological intelligence. And if you feed the eyes and brain new neurological stimulation techniques, you stand a really good chance of either regenerating what's been damaged or creating new pathways. And this runs very different than some of the allopathic medical models but um, the, the body does have a capability for healing and it comes in all shapes and sizes, but you have to give the proper, as we say, medicine. And when I use the word medicine, I'm using, um, it could be things like color therapy, homeopathy, changing your diet, uh, reducing stress. Um, so there's lots of things you can do and I want to go into the specifics So if you've had any kind of an optic nerve, um, either insult, it could be a stroke, inflammation, could be related to glaucoma. Um, Basically, the optic nerve is the 
plexus of nerves that come together. I call it the collection of the fiber optic pathways that then will enter into the brain. So the optic nerve is really important for our overall uh, visual health, visual circulation. And if you've had an optic nerve insult, uh, the first thing to do is to get a visual field assessment. This is from your uh, local ophthalmologist who can do a test on you. Um, and you can get a baseline on how much of the visual field is actually uh, still intact. And then number two uh, would be to get an assessment on your the functional vision. You know, we do eyesight, which is clarity at, at 20 feet or 14 inches, but what we're really interested in is the um, the function of how well the two eyes are working together as it relates to depth perception, eye focus, memory, and balance. And so, uh, when you um, when you get that assessment, it's going to tell you: Are you in double vision? Um, is there any uh, difficulty with sustaining or maintaining your focus? And of course, this is also going to affect things like your memory and also your body balance and your motoring. You know, the eyes are like the GPS system that guide our body through space. So when we've got um, an optic nerve issue and it affects our peripheral vision, which is the visual field assessment, it may also affect our visual skills. So once you have those assessments, uh, the next phase is to go into a physical eye therapy program. Uh, and the eye therapy program that I would suggest would involve a couple of things. First of all, something called primitive reflex therapy. Now, primitive reflexes are gross motor, big, big movement patterns that are governed by what we call our reptilian brain. That's our survival brain. And if we've had any kind of stress trauma or toxicity, these primitive reflex uh, movement patterns, um, well, I should say the primitive reflexes reemerge as a dominant movement pattern. And the purpose of these is to protect us, but at the same time, they kind of squelch uh, our ability to move to the higher centers of the brain, the cere cerebellum, the prefrontal cortex, which are involved with fine motor control and cognitive processing. So if you have a, you know, pretty significant vision problem, what I've noticed is the primitive reflexes reemerge and they dominate the visual motor system. So going into a primitive reflex therapy where you're actually doing these movement patterns that reintegrate them so that then your brain is freed up to work at a higher center, this actually has a big effect on our visual skills. So primitive reflexes would be number one. The, the primitive reflexes are also, they're kind of controlled by the central nervous system. So it's a nervous system um, situation where you're balancing that out. I like to go further upstream whenever there's been a, a, some kind of a neurological insult. And this would be using a craniosacral therapy. I think if you've had an optic nerve issue, cranial work is just phenomenal at improving the circulation and the reconnection between the eyes and the brain from a fluid body, lymphatic body um, perspective. And so it happens further upstream, meaning the imprints in the fluid body 
come before the central nervous system imprints and you need to do both. So that's why I do cranial work, primitive reflexes. And then I start in and do some gentle visual skills rehabilitation. So working with visual tracking, visual focus, visual coordination, depth perception, some of the perceptual skills, working with balance and orientation. Color therapy is very helpful. Um, so these would be some of the, the mainstays that I would, would recommend in any kind of a optic nerve uh, deficit. And you're looking at probably seeing improvement within one to three months and maybe, you know, spending three to six months in some type of formal vision therapy program. And then last, nutrition. Okay, this is really important. So for the optic nerve, we need omega-3s, taurine, ginkgo, vitamin A, uh, things like bilberry and quercetin. And of course, things like lutein, zeaxanthin, and astaxanthin. I talk about those all the time. And then finally, your you know things like glutathione, your trace minerals, um, probiotics, reducing inflammation in the body. You know, these are all obviously things working with a naturopath or functional medicine doctor uh, would work. So um, that's the short answer. But um, if you do these things, I think you've got a great chance of improving your vision. So I want to thank you for the question. All right, let's go to question two. This is from a gal who's writing, Dear Dr. Byrne, I have reoccurring eyelid cysts. What's your thought or causation? Well, another term for eyelid cyst is called chalazion, and it's a small, usually painless lump or swelling that actually appears on the eyelid. And what this really is, is usually a blocked gland. We call it a meibomian uh, or oil gland. And the, uh, the chalazion is caused by a blockage in the meibomian glands, and it could be in the upper or lower lids. Um, and these glands, of course, are really important in hydrating the eye. Uh, the oily part helps us keep the, the tears on the eye instead of evaporating, um, so they're a little thicker. The thing about a chalazium is that um, it, if it's big enough, it can start swelling, cause pain, uh, soreness, blurry vision, um, and you can see it in conditions like um, seborrhea, acne, uh, rosacea, or just chronic um, inflammation. We would call this meibomian gland dysfunction or blepharitis. And um, so there's an underlying inflammatory response that's going on. We can have it on the external or the internal. You know, we call these styes, and styes are like precursors before you get the chalazium and a sty can be on the inside part of the eyelid or the outside part of the eyelid just kind of depends and um, uh, usually what happens is if you've had a sty that's chronic it can lead to a uh, chalazion so um, obviously there's the you know the the regular approach which is doing things like heat and steroids, uh, and even sometimes doing surgery. If you want to go a more natural approach, I think it's a combination of using lots of natural eye drops. Of course, um, I'm prejudiced towards the MSM drops, using it as a, the drops as a, a massage on the sty, and also um, 
Um, you can do the eye massage and the eye bath during the day. And then in the evening, you can use uh, hexane-free organic uh, castor oil that you're massaging on the eyelids. Also, um, if you want to, you could use um, an herbal compress. Eyebrite is one. Uh, go to cola and mugwort or two other teas that sometimes I will use. I like to get the loose teas and then brew them up, let them cool down, and then I use them as compresses. Certainly, you can what, what I call rock the, the eyelids uh, using uh, warm and cold temperature compresses with those targeted uh, teas. Um, and there's something in the essential oil world that I use called helichrysum. And this is a spray. It's a hydrosol. Um, now, helichrysum is one of those amazing essential oils that actually improves skin health. But you would be using this as a spray on the eyelids itself, uh, you know, three to four times a day. Uh, helichrysum is one of those essential oils that's very supportive for skin health and can also help um, reduce uh, the chalazion. So those would be the things that I would suggest or recommend. Um, you have to stay with it. It takes time if you're going to do the natural approach. And um, anyways, best of luck with it. And uh, we're good to go. All right, let's take the last question today. And this is from a gal who is suffering something called a subconjunctival hemorrhage. The layman's term for this is just broken blood vessels in the white part of the eye. You know, we've all had that, had that. And, you know, our eye is made up of mostly uh, microcapillaries and blood vessels, even in the external part of the eye, we call the sclera. And um, she was asking, you know, what does it mean? What what's the cause? Um, what can she do for it? So I'm going to point you to a study, uh, it was an article that was published in 2013 in Clinical Ophthalmology. I'll put the link uh, in the notes. And the authors uh, studied uh, this kind of broken blood vessel uh, situation. And they found, and I agree with this, it's a benign disorder. Um, it's a, an acute, so immediately ocular redness, usually in the white part of the eye. And some of the main causes would be some kinds of trauma. So it could be ocular trauma, uh, sneezing, coughing, um, weightlifting, you know, doing yoga inversions. Um, and the major risk factors, however, would be probably some kind of a, a trauma, also contact lens usage, especially in uh, younger patients. In older patients, we have to take a look at systemic vascular diseases like hypertension, diabetes, uh, arteriosclerosis. And if this uh, bleeding is recurrent, um, then we have to look at, uh, is there any kind of ocular malignancy going on? Uh, and even drug effects, uh, things like anticoagulant drugs, um, platelet therapies, um, even something called interferon, which is a therapy that's used for uh, chronic viral hepatitis. So um, it's definitely a vascular disease 
um, that can have systemic roots, especially if we're getting uh, multiple uh, blood vessel breakage. You know, the thing that I like to do when there's a broken blood vessel is I like to really bathe my eyes in natural eye drops. And I like the MSM drops, using them even every hour, you know, every half hour. And you'll start to see within a few hours the bleeding, the, the broken blood vessels, um, the blood will start to move out. And you can do, um, you know, lymphatic drainage, you could do craniosacral. Um, so anything to boost the lymphatic health, reduce your visual stress. Uh, so probably don't do a lot of computer time, screen time, and it usually resolves within a few days, but if you use the natural eye drops, perhaps the eye compresses, um, you can, uh, expedite the, the blood leaving the eye and you should be, um, you know, back to normal. So I, I hope that's helpful. I, I, it's a really good question, pretty common. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think I'm going to call it a day. Uh, that's a wrap, as they say. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, I will be back with another episode uh, of my podcast. In the meantime, be well, take care, and I'll see you around. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.